Honestly, is there is there a bet how many meows I can do? How many Super Trooper meows I can do during this? Well, it's nine, right? Eat, drink, smoke. Is, is it nine? Uh, well, I'm going is. for 12. It is eat, drink, smoke. Uh, we eat the fine food. We drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. Tony Katz here, along with April D. Gregory and Fingers Malloy. Uh, much to get into, but we always start with bourbon. We always, always, always start uh, with the drink part of Eat, Drink, Smoke. And this is the W.L. Weller Special Reserve. I had never heard of it. I didn't know it existed. Turns out it's made by the same people who do Buffalo Trace. It is, the according to the rumors and ergo the internet, the same mash bill as Pappy Van Winkle, which means it comes from this vaunted, oh, look at this bourbon. Wait, go ahead. I saw Pappy Van Winkle open for Gallagher. Back nice. in 1998. Yeah, bring your ponchos. So this is a weeded bourbon whiskey, a bottled at 90 proof, uh, got a bright burnt orange uh, color. Uh, it's going to have a nose of caramel, honey, butterscotch, a soft woodiness, which, as we all know, no one ever really wants. Uh, that's that's what they've got going on. Delicate, and then a uh, honeysuckle flare at the end. And and this whole idea of it's it's got the same kind of pedigree as, as Pappy it makes people like, oh, this is kind of fascinating. I think it's like 30 bucks. I think as a bottle, it's 30 bucks. So so hold on. To, to the, have you even tried it yet, Fingers? It's no, I have not. To the nose. Now, to be bourbon, it's got to be 51% corn. It's got to be in an American charred oak first use uh, barrel. Uh, and then it's got rules about the level of proof into the barrel and the level of proof into the bottle. If they want to lower the proof, they can. They can only use water. And that's the only reason you can add water to it is to lower the proof. So Now, usually... When we're, when we're drinking bourbon, April D. Gregory will give it a nah <laughs> kind of face Shutter. right there. Now, I've got some people who tell me it's caramel uh, or caramel, depending on how you say these things. Other people talking about this whole dab of vanilla. At, that constant with, with bourbon's got a little bit of, of those vanillas, those, those kind of sweeter kind of feels to it. Where are you right now, Fingers? My mic smells like foam. Does it? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to Anderson Cooper this Oh, Did shots on that? New Year's? Oh, By the way, Happy gosh. New Year, everybody, and, and Merry Christmas, and Happy Hanukkah, and all, and all the rest. Everybody who did a New Year's thing this year, every New Year's was a, was a dumpster fire. Nothing beat NBC. NBC didn't even show the ball drop, and I learned they're not the only one. NBC didn't show the ball drop on New Year's Eve. Okay, because I thought I was crazy. <laughs> we turned on to watch the ball drop, and then I thought, did I get distracted and miss the and ball? I don't it just any- didn't happen. And I don't want to hear any more about Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen either. She, she Listen... Had a great career, whatever she does. Not interesting. She's not a personality. I don't know who that is. She's the one married to uh, John Legend. John Legend. That's it. She was. In, she was a model. Oh yes. Yeah, you know. You just you know her if you saw a picture. Right. Super hot. Uh, hot. Fairly hot. We're not going into super really hot. hot. Okay. We're pat- that's done. Right. We're not, but but it only man them. in the world. And who would Fox, say she's not Fox super had hot. Steve Harvey on. Not not Fox News. Just Fox uh, broadcast Fox. It was awful. It was terrible. Well, I just uninteresting and boring, and no one knows how to just you know be like, "Hey, it's New Year's count." That's it. That's all you got to do. Was Ryan Seacrest bad too? Like I didn't. I didn't. See, I didn't well, can I, I? I just wanted to say this, and keep in mind, I'm I'm making this critique, f- knowing full well that I'm a fat middle aged man. Right. Uh, it was raining in Times Square. Yes. And rain is kryptonite to celebrities. I Jenny McCarthy looked like she was morphing into Joan Rivers. And I didn't even recognize Ryan Seacrest because he was. It looked like someone had taken a bucket of water, and just poured it over his head. Uh, well, I, I, makeup was running off. They, they didn't have hairs. like like umbrellas or a tent or no. They, they like they, they did not check a weather report. Uh, apparently, it's not kosher to have a an umbrella over you while you're speaking uh, to the folks. 
I don't think on that's New Year's true. Eve. Well, I, I don't think there's anything. Je- Jenny McCarthy was soaking. Can wet. we try this bourbon? Sure. Can we do this. You, you, you try first. Uh, fingers Malloy taking a sip of the bourbon. We're doing it neat. We start neat, and then we decide whether or not oh, it needs a rock. Oh, that's smooth. Okay, here we go. And I got the hint of caramel right away. No burn going down. That's very enjoyable. Okay. That is that is sweet. That is not Long Branch sweet, as we often compare things to that Matthew McConaughey Wild Turkey Long Branch bourbon. Always compare things to Matthew McConaughey. Oh, settle yourself. But that is, that is sweet. Wait a second. Wait a second. We may be on to something here. And I could drink this neat, and normally the first thing I do is throw it on a cube. All right, I think the honey conversation, um, one of the descriptions being a, a finish with honeysuckle flair, I think it's an interesting way to put it. I don't know how I would describe honeysuckle. But I understand how I would describe honey. And you, April D. Gregory, didn't just shudder like, like a dog coming out of a bat. I didn't shudder. I didn't Anderson Cooper. Oh, my. Weller. W.L. Weller. Special Reserve. And at a good price Wait point. A second. This is actually a rather good uh, price point. This, was, this is, you know, depending on where you are, um, 8 to 12 bucks for a standard pour. Um, oh, oh this is good. not bad the second, at all. Uh, the, second, the second sip had a kick. I want to. I might I'm, try the ice for mine. I'm gonna see. We have the big rock. I, I, I would not have done the big rock. I would have done just 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 the ice chip. But we'll do it. We're, I'm I'm pouring it onto the rock right now. I love the and, rock. And while by we, the way, while we're doing this, and, and we'll kind of dig in as we go. The Kevin Hart saga is continuing, and I am loving Kevin Hart more and more and more because he's telling the Oscars to just bite me. I don't want to hear it. I it's it's you know maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. None of that stuff. And this comes from Ellen DeGeneres, who the backlash, and Ellen is nuts. We'll get to that in a second. Kevin Hart goes on Ellen DeGeneres. Now, the story is, is that Kevin Hart, the comic, was supposed to host the Oscars, but he has some tweets in his past where basically he said some not-so-nice things about gay people. Not, I hope they get rounded up in the street kind of things. Just so, like, if his son came home and was doing something, he'd, be, he'd hit his son and be like, that's too gay, or whatever the case may be. It... it not the best, but not in any way, any, not anything that should end someone's career, as, right. as I see it. Well, people are like, oh, you can't host the Oscars. And the Oscars are like, well, listen, all you have to do is apologize. And what Kevin Hart said was, nah, I'm good. I don't need this. I'll just go keep doing comedy shows. I'll do a couple more movies. I'll take my money and I'll move on with my day. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Goodbye. That's it. I don't need anything else. I'm totally good. Well, Ellen, on her show, Kevin Hart goes on her show. And she's like, listen, I want you to host the Oscars. And they talked for a little while and had this conversation. Ellen's like, I'm on your side. I'm on your team. Now, Ellen, you know, is if you didn't know, Ellen was gay. She might still be gay. Not was. She might still be. Perhaps is. Perhaps is is what I'll go with. There goes, wife. there goes my dream of growing up and marrying Ellen DeGeneres someday. Well, listen, you know who else had that dream? Anne Heche. <laughs> That's an Anne Hayes reference, but I don't know what the I don't know what the over under is on Anne Hayes references. But we're now at three. Three. You can go go get to your bookie and she's get your winnings. She's straight now. Did you know that? Anne Hayes is straight yeah, now. Yeah, she's back to or she is straight. Ellen now. made a woman straight. Yes. Son of a gun. So, Ellen's on Kevin Hart's side. Well, the Oscars are like because Ellen calls the Oscars, which I didn't know they had a phone number, and that says Oscar. Hotline. You should bring back Kevin Hart, and they're like, we'd love to bring back Kevin Hart. We'd love it. So Kevin Hart mulls it over. He's like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. In the meantime, there's this insane backlash against Ellen. Someone in the Washington Post write, who made Ellen the gay pope? Which is, is terrific and fantastic. But first things first, 
Uh, Kevin Hart's right. Don't do it. It's so not worth it. And the best part of this story is that Hollywood is about to learn exactly how well we, the common folk, you like the word folk there? No, he likes folks. You like, just use folk. How well we, the common folk, can do without the Oscars. I swear, do you care, April? No, I used to be a diehard, I used to be a diehard Oscars. I used to be very into the celebrities and whatnots. Um, I would still like to watch, and I'll watch the for the dresses, but no, I don't. So you will still watch for fashion. I'll watch. So the, Joe I'll Rivers watch, was still alive. I'll watch the pre-show. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care about the Oscars now. No, so, so just what Pe- they're wearing and, and what they care. look like, yeah. and 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 that's it. And I guess for some fashion Viewership forward, it makes sense. Down. Fashion matters, right? But you don't. No one cares anymore, and they're about to learn how little we care, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of important. I've never understood any of it, to be honest with you. Even the fashion stuff. I, I, I was with a group of people over uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, we were watching old '80s videos of, uh, you know, the heavy metal videos. And you know, the guys in, in the '80s would wear spandex and high, high hair, and it didn't reflect what people were wearing on the street. You right. know, normal people. The whole Oscars fashion thing, I've never understood because these are gowns and 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 tuxedos. For the most part, none of us are going to wear it. So I never understood the whole yeah, but they dress do, up thing. It, they do have an effect on how other things are designed. Listen, more and more, I'm into shoes. Uh, like the whole world. Don't look at me like that, April. Well, oh, you got a big shoe closet now with like 100 pairs of so shoes? I, I've told this story before. This is absolutely a true story. When I was starting my radio career, I was broke. I was broke as broke can be. Heard that. And every dime went into doing radio. And I had two pairs of dress shoes. And I... I wore holes through both shoes on both pairs. Four shoes, all had holes right there in the middle. I used to cover them with duct tape. I couldn't afford shoes. I did that for years. I would go I would go to conventions with you guys or conferences. I would do speaking engagements in the rain. And and I, I holes holes in my shoes. All, had no way. I couldn't afford to resole them. Never mind replace them. Uh, so so I had them. I I've actually kept them. So now if I find a good pair on sale, I I, I, I buy them. Right, so that's a great American success story. I, they're the very American much, dream. very much. It turns out if you work your ass off, you might actually get somewhere. You can afford shoes, um, but it, it's true. How like the whole sneaker subculture, dude? That's real. That is totally real. That people will spend hundreds of dollars on Jordans, or and then they don't wear them, and how they trade them, and and the whole magazines dedicated to this. It's fascinating, and a lot of that comes from even this this high couture things that you see. Uh, colors and how they decide to assemble things comes from this high couture kind of world. So there is a trickle-down effect that affects you even if you shop at Kohl's about what it is you're going to be seeing and, and how it plays out. Um, so, so I get it. And, 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 it's, and it's interesting and it's also it's, it should be apolitical unless of course you know it's nothing but you know you're, you're, you're wearing the sheer dress and the thong and everyone sees that you're naked. You know, yeah, was that Rose McGowan? Nowadays, wow. everybody turn finds a way. Somebody finds a way to turn anything and everything political, which is exhausting. Well, I hope. I mean, but I can I can understand the Oscars for the fashion. The Oscars right. are going to be totally political. Oh yeah. And now it's they don't even get the political they want because the political they wanted was was Trump. Now they're the political. They're the front and center. And I don't think anybody's going to. want... I mean, maybe just to see what the opening train wreck is. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to watch. Yeah, and they said they might not cares. even have an actual host. It might just be people coming out. and. Yeah, Sandra Bullock said what they should do is just put a camera in front of someone's face and say, read this. 
That's it. Like, she's like, we're actors. We should be able to handle this. You know what I've learned? Just like you said, fingers when it when it rains, these 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 celebrities they fall apart. Yeah, it turns out that actors aren't so much good at the glib. Yeah. A lot of them, they, they, a camera comes in front of their face, not going to know what to say. Or what well, that's to, why they which, have to be on cocaine and stuff because they can't. Cow. Well, so many people <laughs> cannot perform, right? So they need the drugs to feel. But it, it, do you think, aside from just the opening, to see what the train wreck is, do you think anybody's going to watch? Do you think anybody's going to watch? I, I, I think it's getting to the point where, say, 15, 20 years from now, if there's an Oscars, it'll be like the Jerry Lewis telethon. To where, you know, the, the telethon was on all night and then it went to, oh, it's only going to be on for three hours. Too often you'll see uh, an Oscars film or multiple Oscar films that are, that are nominated for an award that nobody's watching, nobody cares about. But um, now you're seeing it veer into they're, they're honoring films that nobody's going to watch but also have a political message. Well, that's, that's what they do, but they're never box office successes. They're always box... It's like the Hurt Locker. Yeah. Like, that film is the one that always comes to mind. Total Disaster as opposed to 13 Hours, which was a spectacular movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you, if you have a show that continually gets more and more political, but at the same time, you can't have hosts that say anything other than a, a leftist message. They can't be controversial at all. I think you're going to have more and more people tune out and they celebrate films that most Americans don't care about. Why will this still be a thing 15, 20 years from now? Okay, uh, probably, so it's probably not 15, 20 years from now. I looked it up. I wouldn't um, be surprised by that. 2017 was the lowest number of viewer, Oscar viewers since 2008. But last year, 2018, it was down 20% from 2017. So it's already taking a huge dive anyway. Yeah. So not many people are left to even watch. And the question is, are they smart enough to take a step back and examine the show itself or is this uh, a situation where all they want to do is blame the host and say well it was the host that made the ratings go down and not well yeah, but, Americans right. are he tuning out scapegoat. but the host isn't uh, Kevin Hart isn't the problem because if you go into anybody's social media feed you're going to find something objectionable objectionable that's the problem they've built this monster right. everybody's objectionable everybody's guilty of no matter what the quote unquote offense is. So who are you, who are you gonna find? Like who's really out there? And this Ellen backlash. People are mad at Ellen. Can I just say I don't agree with Ellen DeGeneres on politics and I think her last special on Netflix, Remarkable, was not in any way remarkable. I thought it was 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 kind of boring. But I'm on Team Ellen. On in every way I'm on Team Ellen. She's completely right. Let the guy host. You don't need to continue to go down this line of uh, apologize to whom, apologize uh, how often, uh, at what moment is it enough and is it done? And the answer for the, for, for a lot of these people is never. That's that's exactly And who wants to live in that horror, man? I don't want to live in that. That, it, that is a horror show of quicksand that you never, ever get out of. Well, America, for a long time, it used to be we build people up to tear them down and then Americans love the comeback story. But if social justice warriors tear someone down, they don't want a redemption story. They don't want a comeback story. They don't want you to come back. Kevin Hart can't host the Oscars, but Mike Tyson got a Broadway show. He raped someone. He raped a woman. And I I have brought this up before, and I've had people laugh at me. Like, I brought this up in political context and everything else. Never forget... Mike Tyson raped a woman. Don't tell me. Don't call him the champ in front of me. What are we all insane? 
Don't tell me how he was the greatest. I can go back and watch the videos. Guy was an unbelievable boxer, a student of the game. I'm sorry, Customato passed away. He could have actually had his life on the straight and narrow. It was it, it, To watch that fall apart isn't fun. He raped a woman, and you gave him a Broadway show. That's forgivable. But some tweet that most of America didn't see that referenced being gay in a not positive light, that means you don't get a career? The problem the Oscars has is that the cannibalism is now complete. They are destroying themselves yeah, and eating circle. themselves. It's no longer outward. I mean, the minute it really hit Harvey Weinstein in terms of the Me Too movement, and by the way, rightfully so. Right. If there's one thing that the Me Too movement is totally right about, it's Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And whatever Kevin Spacey is trying to do as a comeback. Did you see the video? No. Did you see the Kevin Spacey video where no. he's basically playing the Frank Underwood character talking about how you want me back? You know you he want me back. He put out a video doing that? You gotta see the video. <gasps> oh my it's gosh. It's crazy. I, I, my vo- I was doing so Batman going there. I wasn't doing, <laughs> I wasn't doing Frank. I, I don't even know if I could do Frank Underwood. These people. It's it's a little southern. So how do you do southern, but low, right? Like channel I, Hillary I, Clinton's I, Arkansas voice. Oh, oh God! Out. You see, that's my problem. I can't pander that well. <laughs> but he's but he's basically like, oh, you know, you miss me. You yeah, everybody misses me. They think they can get away with this, trying to treat that's me close. this way. We both know this isn't true. You know, you want to see me out there because I'm the only friend you got in the world. Basically, I'm red from Shawshank Redemption <laughs> is what that fell into right there. But it's, oh, it's surreal. But like, but those guys, Me Too movement is totally right. But when a child decides to go after, for example, Aziz Ansari mm. for nothing, that kind of proves how completely out of, out of line it is. And then it doesn't go after Lena Dunham, who admitted to basically molesting her sister yeah. and then lied about a friend of hers who was accused of being a rapist said oh no, no no I know the inside story it never happened she never knew any inside story she flat out lied and then tried to still make it about her so the, the, it, this is just you know the monster they've created but no one is safe let me ask you if Robin Williams was alive today does he get to host the Oscars and the answer is no he was a coke fiend why should he be able to host uh, the, the, the Oscars what, what, Coke is okay could, still. What? Coke is okay. Coke still. is okay. Oh, so that so that one we're okay with hard drugs. They're, That's fine. Most of them are cokeheads. They're not going to start going after the cokeheads yet. <laughs> oh. There's still there's still a lot more people up there down the tiers. So cokeheads coke is pretty low. I get yeah, yeah. I get. I listen. Kevin's not is right not to host it. Ellen's right to back him up, and uh, the Oscars. I mean, it, I'm just going to watch for the train wreck. It's the only reason to watch. Eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, along with April D. Gregory and Fingers Malloy, still enjoying. It's the Weller bourbon. This is the W.L. Weller Special Reserve. This is from the Bourbon Trace uh, people in terms of distillery. Same mash bill as Pappy Van Winkle. Uh, runs about 30 bucks a, a bottle. And whether it was neat or uh, on the big cube as we have it right now, uh, this is excellent. On a scale of one to excellent, this is yeah, excellent. Yeah, it's Abel. excellent. I like it better on the cube, but you know me. I'm a little bit more of a softie than yeah, you Yeah, I, I would not have gone with a big cube on this. I would have gone with a nice okay, chip. Cube. Give it a touch of chill. Let it open up just a little bit. But um, very much on the sweeter, but not not overly. Certainly not syrupy, right? So that caramel, that vanilla. Um, there was a whole honey reference, and I think that's strong. There was t- conversation of it has supposed to have some kind of a real oak characteristic. I haven't gotten that. 
I didn't get anything on 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 the the soft wittiness, which which I the is soft what they wit- it. I cannot believe that was actually a written. Yep, the soft uh, wittiness phrase. is a is a terrible characteristic. I'm I'm usually a cube guy, but I feel like the cube actually kind of muted some of the caramel and sweetness. It did. It did. It's, it's too the big cube on this is too much. Now maybe if it was a larger pour, could have done mm-hmm. that. But I think an ice chip, I think an ice chip could have. Uh, I always done rate it. the bourbons on would I drink the whole pour or not? Because you know sometimes I can't drink the whole pour, and I would I will drink the whole. So this this whole this. thing you're going to do. Yeah. This 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 is all going down. It's all going down. Right on. Uh, there was a question, uh, Fingers Malloy, because people do ask questions on the podcast, which, by the way, subscribe on iTunes. Because we don't just stream it here on Facebook, because we stream it on our Facebook page, Tony Katz Radio, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Uh, but then, of course, you get it on iTunes. You go, to, you go to Eat, Drink, Smoke on iTunes. You go to iTunes, go to Eat, Drink, Smoke, and then, and then subscribe and write a review and do all the great things. But there was a question, a cigar question, and we're going to get to cigars uh, coming up in a, in a little bit. And we're... we're it's the Julius Caesar today, so I'm looking forward to it. What do you got? Well, this is, uh, again, from a review. Uh, awesome show. This is from Andrew47122. Great. Ah, Andrew47122, the way we will all that be named Andrew. in the future. That Andrew, yes. Everybody. He, he saw Orwell and said, I'm going to get ahead of this yeah. curve. Great show. Really love all the subject matter. Burning question, though. Matches or a lighter for your cigar, and what's the reason? For your choice, Tony Oh, Gats. oh, 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 listen. Do you so, like burning your fingers or no? Because that's an important... That's, we need to know that before we answer the question. But the but so there's there's a question of of how you make the cigar the, the flavor that it can impart on a cigar. Uh, so I use a torch lighter, right? Um, a, a single jet, three jet, four jet makes truly no difference to me. You just need one that's going to work and going to be handled maybe some wind if you're doing it outdoors. Always a torch lighter, never a bic. You don't want you don't want the butane, not a Zippo. You know. Uh, in a pinch, I guess, do anything you want. I mean, get some flint and light a some fire. It's two sticks, whatever you got. <laughs> I light mine on a stove. Um, you could do that, too. I think that would be totally, totally fine. Um, but a torch first. Then, because um, that's just, it's an easier thing for me. Then cedar. So cedar, they, they, they're very thin, and they, you can, like, rip them apart sometimes. It's a big uh, kind of, like, plank almost. But they come as sticks, and you light the cedar, and then you light the cigar. And remember, when you're lighting a cigar, it is not... You're not looking to burn it. You want to toast what's called toasting the foot. So the, the, the end that you light is, is, the, is the foot of the cigar. And then you right. toast the foot. You want to just get it a little bit warm. Sometimes you'll see, like, for example, we record very often, as we are right now, at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com. Uh, and you'll see them kind of move it around, like waft it in the air, like, like circle, it, yeah. circle it around. Um, that's to let the natural air just, just start engaging that, some of the heat that they've toasted it with. Then you can just get once you started puffing, give it a simple light or two, and then and then it's fine, and then it's good. Um, so the cedar helps ensure that you're not bringing any other flavors to the party. After that is matches. So torch cedar matches for me is is how I like to do it. It's how I would I would light a cigar. It's how I I do light a cigar. Here uh, it's it's torch, and at home, ninety nine percent of the time it's a torch. Here oh, they light for us. That's true. That's true. April does not like to sully her hands. Not one bit. And it, that's my recommendation. If you can have someone with you all the time to light for you, that's I suggest that. <laughs> God. What a Maybe your Uber life driver. Is. I don't know. Privileged driver. Uh, so that brings us to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> Speaking of privileged, privileged lives, dude, laugh at this girl at your own pleasure. I'm sorry. Laugh at this member of Congress. At your, at your own risk, because there's nothing funny about her. She is formidable. 
Uh, she is not afraid uh, to take on anybody. She is Trump when it comes to Twitter, which I don't think anybody has really, you know, gotten into yet. She's Trump. 100. No fear. Won't back down from anybody. This is exactly who she is. Uh, and and the real question that comes up because there was some video of her, I guess, when she was in high school or college dancing. Like they made some video and she was dancing and people are making fun of her. And it's like, what does this even mean to anything? So she danced in high school. We've all done ridiculous things in high school. Does it wait till some of the videos come out from me in high school? Good God, man! Yeah, but I think that was a mu- much to do about nothing. I didn't see people actually complaining about her video. It was just the left blog media and CNN. They were the ones saying, "Oh, conservatives don't like her video." What? I didn't see a single person complain about this video. There were a so couple th- of things that and came that's, out. And that's a and couple. Really? I thought. Yeah. But in the main, no, no one really cared. But yes, they do like take a story and build it out there. No the one question, cares. I, but this it comes on the uh, basically the heels of this congressman from Michigan, Rashida Tlaib, who said a, a, in, at, at, she was at a private party, but it got recorded, uh, and she said she said this to her son. That when they get into office, uh, that bullies don't win. And as for Donald Trump, we're going to impeach the mother effer. She, and she said it. She said it. Full, and people cheered and were just all ecstatic and all crazed about it. And people, uh, other people like, what the hell is this? And then she and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez like, wait, wait, Trump could say these things about women and, and, and we can't say this? Yeah, yeah. For, forget you. So here's the question. Everything's just free game? Everything's open and like, don't get yourself worked up about anything because I've decided I'm not going to not get myself worked up when there's something to get worked up about. If there's such a thing as standards and we agree that Trump is wrong in some of the things that he has said, if the other people aren't keeping up to a standard, shouldn't I mean, don't shouldn't they be the ones wanting to do that? If, if you said Trump was wrong and Trump's been wrong on many things, if you said Trump was wrong and now you're doing this. So you didn't really think Trump was wrong. You didn't care. So you lied about being worked up in order to gaslight everybody else. Now other people are worked up and you're like, how dare you be worked up? Maybe, there's a, 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 maybe there is a moment of, you know what? Let's not get too worried about this. Whatever. This is no big deal. Maybe it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. And I, I find that the people who say they're offended about stuff really aren't offended. About they just any, say to be. They just say they're offended. Yeah, to hope to score some sort of uh, political points, and that goes for the left. It goes for never Trumpers. Uh, anyone who pretends to be offended and needs to have a feigning couch near them over every little comment, every little tweet. I wasn't offended by what she said. I. The only thing I thought of was, did you really say mother effort here? Eight-year-old. Isn't that like? Isn't that the story? L- listen, I think that that the truth is, parents say a lot of things to their kids. I think there are things that get said. And did she say it? I'm willing to bet she totally did. Because the things I hear people tell their kids, or at least what they report on on Facebook, April, what they tell their kids, I find it totally, I find it horrifying. Like there's there's no moment where you let your 11-year-old be 11. Like that's over. And and I find it ugly. Like I find that there are things going on in the world. And I don't talk about family much. I don't share with my kids because I don't think they're ready for that. Right. What am I rushing them into? There's a whole lifetime to be exposed to madness and insanity. 
It's like if, we're, if, if local news is on, like TV, local news is on, and it's like, murder, 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 murder. I mean, uh, okay. Oh, look, Big Bang Theory, right? Rather have them see Wallowitz talk about trying to get laid than, <laughs> than, 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 a mur- than murder. It's, it's like there, there comes a moment that you, you, you don't need your kid knowing that stuff. But I think a lot of, a lot of people are like, whatever, I'm just going to tell them everything. And that way they're going to be tough and ready and, and they're going to be mm-hmm. activists or some other crazy. Uh, yeah, I got a story to share with you. When my daughter was 11, she's older now, she's in high school, we were sitting in a restaurant uh, in Indianapolis, a, a burger joint, and they had Fox News on. And there was a very heated debate about abortion. And my 11-year-old looked at me and said, Daddy, what's an abortion? Yeah. A- and I, I said, uh, they got really good shakes here. You want to get a shake? <laughs> Let's get a shake. Because an 11-year-old doesn't need to have that discussion. You move on, and eventually we'll have that discussion. But there's this need by many people to to have their kids grow up faster than they need to. Take them to political rallies. Put them up in front of a podium and put a bow tie on them and, and give a speech. No, okay, so, so that the little that, pink uh, hats. Yeah, on but their so eight-year-old. and it happens by the on way, both sides. It happens on both sides. That's that's yeah. exactly the point. There, you take your 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 twelve-year-old and you decide there's some arbiter of conservatism. And, and you take him to some conference and you put him on stage and we say, oh, he's so great. It's so wonderful. He's a future. He's 12. You're taking your cues from a 12-year-old? That's, that's nuts. That's nuts. It's, just, it's, it's April. I will it's say. It's equally as crazy as no, these people nuts. who take their, their nine-year-old girl to, to some kind of women's march and they're holding a sign that says F Trump. Mm-hmm. It's, ins- it's child abuse. It's insane. And you know it happens. Oh, I mean, yeah. We've seen it. Oh, Absolutely. But the, 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 the whole question is about getting worked up about these people. I think that, that it's possible they have a point, but, but here's a question about exactly where is the worked up and where is not. Steve Scalise is uh, the Republican from Louisiana. He's the House Minority Whip, right, for the Republicans. He's the one who got shot by James Hodgkinson, right? This guy wanted to kill Republicans and, and went over to... Uh, to a, a softball practice and started shooting people if it wasn't for Capitol Police being there with guns 20, 30 members of Congress would have been murdered it's, it's not even a question how, I forget how many were there so please I'm not trying to say oh, that no. there were more people murdered than were there go with me on this uh, they were huddled in the dugout trying to not get shot at if it wasn't for Capitol Police so he had, had tweeted uh, something to Cortez or about Cortez uh, because she wants to raise the tax rate to 70% marginal tax rates and he wrote, you know, Republicans, let Americans keep more of their own hard-earned money. Democrats, take away 70% of your income and give it to leftist fantasy programs. Okay? That's what he wrote. Cortez responds by saying, you're the GOP minority whip. How do you not know how marginal tax rates work? Oh, that's right, she writes. Almost forgot, GOP works for the corporate CEOs showering themselves in multi-million dollar bonuses, not the actual working people whose wages and health care they're ripping off for profit. It's the, it's the proletariat bourgeoisie. It's the 99%, 1% conversation. Boring as, as, as all get out. Two people responding to this on Twitter. One person said, snipe his ass. Ugh. This is a guy who got shot and almost died. And another person said, she, meaning Cortez, has got better aim than James Hodgkinson for sure. Scalise wow. responded saying, hey, uh, maybe a... Uh, Maybe we could have this conversation on the floor, but it's not productive to engage with some of your radical followers, <laughs> right? That's how, that's how he put it. There comes a moment where you should get a little worked up. 
there comes a moment where maybe you should. So I, this conversation, I think, exists in, in two planes. Because the first part is, is, is absolutely positively right. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, the congressman from Michigan, called Trump a, a mother blanker. Yep. So have a lot of other people across the country. Next. Move on. Oh, well. In front of your kid? All right. We're, we're going to judge you on that one. But right. okay, you don't like Trump. Okay, you're going to impeach him. Well, of course you're going to impeach him. Or at least you're going to try. No one's going to doubt it if, if, if Democrats actually do it. No one's going to doubt yeah, that. Yeah, they try. I mean, you they know, they're, 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 they're going to at least try it. It was like the first day thing. But there are people out there saying, yeah, sh- uh, shoot this guy, kill this guy. That, that's something to get worked up about. There are moments in our places to get worked up. And, and I'm, I don't know if I get to be a guy who decides what the pick and choose number is. But the one thing I can say from this is that it's obvious that anything Trump ever said about grab women here or, or, or whatever locker room talk there or whatever he said at a rally or whatever, never really bothered anybody. It was just something they could complain about because the con- very concept of standards is that you hold it even when the other guy isn't doing what they're supposed to do. Well, yeah, right? or in Trump's case, you hold it, uh, the standard that you didn't hold him to when he was just another celebrity. Yeah. You know, now they're holding him to this the standard that they didn't before when they were all pals with everybody. I just hate this uh, this this turn we've had in society where we we talk about how offended we are when we aren't really offended. I mean, look, Trump, if you hear some of the remarks that Trump has made about other people, you could you could say to yourself, "Okay, uh sounds like sometimes he can be a jerk." I think we could all agree on that. But to say you're offended by it, oh, I'm so offended by that. When you'll sit and, and if it's a leftist saying something about Sarah Palin, you know, if Bill Maher comes up and says, you know, she's a, a see you next Tuesday, the same people who act like they're offended by a Trump tweet will, will stand and cheer and laugh and, you know, Sarah right. Palin has it coming. You're not offended. You just think that the other side's a jerk. No, well, so what if it's okay, you're offended. I'm willing to accept the fact that you're offended. I don't care. Right. That you're offended has no impact on what I do next with my life. That's the problem. They think they're being offended should somehow change things. And I think they're being offended is none of my concern. Yeah. It means nothing to me. They're willing to do away with, with First Amendment rights, like, like free speech rights, because people might be offended. They think it's, it's wrong to say something that's offensive. To, that's what the whole pronouns conversation's about. Every last bit of the pronoun conversations regarding people who are transgender is about somehow they'll be offended and it's my job to be compelled to change the way I speak in order not to offend them. I don't get to decide what offends anybody. Or hate but, speech. But no, And right, which, you know, you, you know me, there's no such thing as hate speech. There's no such thing as hate speech. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing. Speech that you hate does not hate speech. It's just speech that you hate. That's all there is to it. And you're allowed to hate it and not listen to it. And you're more than allowed to tell other people, you know, hey, don't, don't, don't listen uh, to, to this. But you don't get to tell me I can't say it. Just not the way it works. And the, the whole hate crimes legislation conversation. They want that to be that if you don't use the proper pronoun, you could be sued. And, the, and no, no, I'm... No. Well, you're seeing that in Canada. Right? It, it, it's against, they're trying to make it the words against the law to not use the proper pronoun. That's the whole Jordan Peterson conversation. Yeah, but, right? but you can use a, you could say the N word, and that's not against the law. It's, it's a weird place we're in right now. 
in society. Well, it's a weird place when you try and police people's every single thought, which goes to this whole... If, if, let's say you were worked up about it. Let's say you thought that what, what Rashida Tlaib, Congressman Tlaib said was, was the worst thing in the world. Okay. Okay. So you think it's the worst thing in the world. That's, that doesn't mean she can't say it. You might think that it's ugly that she said it in front of her kid. And you'd be right. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that she can't say it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Nancy Pelosi has said it herself, too. Just not, you know, on camera. <laughs> there was no recording. Yeah. It was behind right? closed doors. So it, it, it's well, just, it's, go ahead. It, there, there was also an argument made, and I believe it was on CNN, that we should uh, be a little con- I think concerned. I can't remember. Uh, it's a uh, liberal uh, commentator on, on CNN who... Don Lemon? Uh, no, uh, she used All to be... No, she used to be respected on the right, and now she's really gone... Uh, Kirsten Powers. Kirsten Powers. I believe it was well, her... That, that was said, easy. That, uh, yeah, I, I believe she said that, well, we should be concerned about this because this was uh, a videotape in a conversation that this person believed to be somewhat private. Right. It's like, oh, the rules have changed now, apparently. Yes. Because she wrote extensively about Mitt Romney talking about the 47% back in 2012 who weren't going to vote for him. And that was a private conversation, a private event that someone videotaped and then leaked out there. And she wrote about that. Uh, yeah, people pick and choose based on their politics uh, all the time and, and, and on every level. I do think it's okay that people do get worked up about things. I just don't know if it necessarily helps. And it, it, either way... This, this whole moment is a really important lesson not to not you whether you get worked up or not is to what they say versus what they actually believe. And if, I'm not even trying to be political when I say that. We heard that what Trump said is the worst thing that ever got said. And instead of holding to a standard, the very first day, Congressman Tlaib said this about Trump and everyone said, yay. I, I think so. The, they never, never cared about the first one. I think that there's a there's been a shift in society. You know, for long for the longest time, we were in pursuit of the American dream, and a, there was a quest to be happy. and And now it it seems like every day there's more of a quest to be outraged than to be happy. And people are looking for the next thing that will make them outraged and be able to go to social media and 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 go off yeah. uh, because it, it's their way of trying to. Uh, chop down uh, the elites um, or, or, or their political enemies. And whatever happened to just trying to get up in the morning, be happy. It, it's, it's well, just and I think, you know, we started this conversation with talking about AOC, and I think she's doing a really... Oh, come on! AOC! No. The AOC? No. The AOC. That's her Twitter handle. No. Alexandria Casey No. So we started with her, and I think she is doing a really... G- I don't like her. I'm not saying I like her. I'm just... Analyzing this. She is doing a really good job of playing exactly into that, because she is doing she's creating all these things to get the outrage and to get the media attention and she's got somebody behind her pulling her puppet strings and playing all these things for her you know making a new dance video she wore she has the cause of the green new deal she had on the day she got sworn she wore white because of suffragette and uh she just keeps popping all these causes out to keep her name in keep the outrage coming you know because when the right is being outraged against her that's good for her like that's good publicity for yeah. her. Yeah, no, no, that's that, that builds true. her name, and she is now coming in like the most pop. She passed Nancy Pelosi and Twitter followers, and that's a big deal, I hear. So you know, she's 
she's playing her cards right. We don't like oh, absolutely. them. Oh, absolutely. She's playing her. No question about it. I, I said formidable. Absolutely, positively. She's incredibly, unbelievably adept. And I said that she's Trump. And, and if, if you want to know why, uh, allow me. And neither one of them has any shame. Well, the question they has, have no shame, and when you have no shame, you can do anything. The question has been posed on your Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Love that page. Uh, my first wife on that page. Does Tony have a dancing video out there? Is there a video of you dancing? Flossing? Uh, flossing. Um, do you have a floss video? I've been practicing my flossing this weekend. We'll have to floss later. Hold on. I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to try it. It's so, so it's, it's, it's <laughs> you got to wait till the video's and then ready. It's like that. And you gotta. I don't know. Man's I don't got know. skills. It's something. It's something like that. I'm. I'm not gonna do it anymore. I, I. I already threw out my hip. I'm already sweating. Am I sweating? Am I sweating all oh, the heat? The heat. I tell you. Dab your no, forehead up I here. don't have a. I don't have a dancing uh, video. Do you have anything in your closet? Oh God! It's a, <laughs> go, What go, have you tweeted? Go, go search Tony Katz on YouTube and enjoy. Oh my that's, God! That's all there is to it. We've got so much more. Uh, and don't forget, subscribe on iTunes. And we're going to head over to the Eat, Drink, Smoke page in a few and do a live over there. So is that right? Head over there to the doing? Eat, Drink, Smoke page. Eat, well, you got to like Facebook the page. page. So like the yeah. Eat, Drink, Smoke Facebook page. Like Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. We may or may not be there in about 10 or 15 minutes. And then subscribe. Then are. subscribe uh, right there, right? Subscribe on iTunes to Eat, Drink, Smoke. So I've got, I, we did it all, right? That we did them both? Yeah. Okay. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy. Oh, the smoke portion of our show. Am I allowed to say that of our show? Or is that like pretentious as AF? Uh, I mean, of we're, our we're show. We're drinking bourbon, smoking cigars. Since, but when do I ever say of our show? It's like, that's not how I talk. What's wrong with me? I, I don't know. Maybe getting back into the swing. It's the Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, Toro, Ecuador. That's what we're talking about right here. So this Toro, uh, six inches uh, in, in, in length. This is a 52 ring gauge. So whenever you see a cigar, uh, the, the, the first number, right? Six, six and a half, uh, four and a quarter, whatever it is, eight inch. That's the length, right? The other number, which can be anywhere from the 30s up to 64, that's the ring gauge. That's how fat it is around. The larger the number, the bigger uh, the, the, the ring gauge. And this is... I happen to enjoy this they call a medium. I would argue this a little bit more medium to full in terms of, of where this flavor profile uh, is going to be. This is the J.C. Newman people. They, they know all the things uh, that they're doing. They've, they do all the good stuff. And the Diamond Crown, the Julius Caesar, is, a, is an absolutely bold, bold cigar. You're going to enjoy every, last, every single last bit of it if you're a cigar smoker. Not the cigar for you if you're a first-time cigar smoker I, I at least i wouldn't do it right there's there's going to be uh there's definitely going to be uh the spice in there because you, you your origin is is the dominican uh right and then you're going to be uh getting some wood flavors as as, as well there's going to be a level of coffee in here there and that's going to come to you as sweetness compared to the spice that you have i don't know if i would call it sweetness compared to other cigars out there no. um but it is you got to give it. This is, again, a cigar, especially at six inches on the Toro. First, third, second, third, third, third. You know, it, it will change flavor profiles as you go through. Um, but um, construction is going to be solid, so it's going to smoke well. Um, and in terms of strength, it's, it's, it's strong. Is this a – because the question I'm always asked, is this a golf course cigar? No. 
price point says maybe. Price point says maybe, because you can find this for somewhere between 12 and 15 a stick. So it's possible. I don't know if I would say probable. Um, I, I think that this is an after-the-course kind of cigar. Like if you were trying to impress the boss or impress a, a partner or impress a, a client, pulling out a Julius Caesar to somebody who knows cigars, someone's going to respect that right there. On the course, maybe. Well, maybe. I think it's too bold and flavorful of a cigar to have while you're doing something else. Like it should... It should be enjoyed you need, on you its own You need to be enjoyed, merits. yeah. You need to be able to sit down and enjoy it, I think. But I'm not a golfer. Well, I, I'm not either, by the way. I have clubs. I am not yeah. a golfer. I would. I think I'd love it, except I've tried it, and that answer is no. I love uh, the driving range. No, I love playing golf. I before He's the, a golfer. Before the kids, I would play once, twice a week. Have you ever gone to one of those top golf places? No. All right, so so there's one where we live. We, we're, of course, in Indianapolis, and we record at Blend Bar Cigar uh, very often right here in Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com. Great, great spot. Four locations across the country, Nashville, Houston, Pittsburgh, and right here in Indianapolis. So I've gone to the Top Golf in Indianapolis, right? It's a beautiful facility. So basically, it's this three-story driving range. And, like, somehow, amazingly, every time you hit the ball, they know where your ball went. And there's, like, a couple hundred people at one time. And then they serve food and every, everything else. And I've gone once, and I can say that I've done it, and I'm never going back. Yeah. And I'm not even mad at the people. It's just it's just a not... Maybe it's got to be me because people love golf. They love it. Yeah, everybody it's I so unenjoyable. says that they like it and they want to go back and they have it's, parties there and they, it's a big deal. They do office parties. They do bachelor parties and stuff. It's it's. I thought it was. I thought it was expensive. Well, for so what it was. If you're a golfer, so much of the golfing experience is to get out into nature, get away from people. You'll just have a few people. A nature. Around what you. is this? A hike? <laughs> get outside at night. You're in well, beautiful surroundings. You're usually surrounded by water and woods and stuff. And you've taken the golf experience and turned it into a bowling alley experience. And there's nothing wrong with bowling. God bless you if you like bowling. You know, you go wow. bowling. You know, Holy bowling. Wow. Twitter box. Right. But to me, you're surrounded. Elitist. Three levels of people packed in uh, tight, and it's loud. And it, to me, I, I, it just doesn't appeal to me. I would rather, I'm going to go, I'm going to take that same amount of money, which you said, it's, it's rather expensive, and play 18 holes outside. See, what if I just want to play nine? What if I just want to play nine and then I want to sit? What if I want to play four and then reconsider my options? Like, that's all I want to do. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Thank you. Thank you. But I'm, I'm a pre- I appreciate but you're going to pay that. for nine holes. All right. Well, I, well, I didn't say I wasn't going to pay. I just don't want to know if I have to do it all. I appreciate you saying that about the, 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 the top golf. Because I'm not mad at the people. And by the way, right. we just lost them as a sponsor. <laughs> we, we should know that right now. God bless them because they must be making money hand over fist. It's amazing. Wait, can we smoke cigars there? I don't know. I don't Probably know. Can we might have we find a miniature golf course where we can smoke cigars. I don't That'd know. be great. I think we should do a top golf show. Uh, no, because it'd be a lie. I'd okay. be lying. Okay. Like, 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 I could see us doing. Like, I could see us golfing. Like, I could see trying golf again. It's been years. But to, no, I, maybe not after top golf. I was like, this is just. There's nothing interesting about this. But I, but it, I like watching the sport, which is dumb. I like watching golf on TV oh, yeah. because what they can do is amazing. It is amazing what the professional can actually do. Well, why is that dumb, though? I enjoy watching football. I don't go play football. See, I would still go play football. 
Uh, I, I would I'm 46. Too. I would go play right now. I, I would Can like you to. you punt? Because that's a kind of a thing that's a need right now. Uh, you know what? Shame on me for not being a punter. The second I got to college, I should have been like, wait a second. Yep. Someone teach me how to do this. I'll be a walk-on. I don't care what they and call you me. you can play forever. I mean, it, he's not a punter, but you, you get a look at Adam Venateri now for the Colts with his white beard. He looks like a he's grizzled 1890s prospector. You know? He's my age. Yeah, no. But he, if, by the way, I think he's doing it on purpose now. I think that the white beard from Adam Vinatieri, if you go, go Google he's him. He's trolling or, us. Or, or, or go to the Bing Box. He is. He's trolling everybody with that beard. It's fantastic. I wanted to talk about Jordan Peterson. While we're smoking the cigar, which I do like, it's, there is strength. There is, there is some punch behind this thing. I didn't like it at first, but it's really growing oh on gosh, me. Oh, gosh, it's good. So much flavor. Uh, Jordan Peterson, if you don't know who he is, uh, a series of books um, from Jordan Peterson uh, that are out there that have uh, made him uh, quite famous. Uh, he's a clinical psychologist. Uh, he's Canadian. And what made him truly uh, come onto the scene was that Canada was considering this idea, and they may still be, uh, that you can be not only sued for utilizing the wrong pronoun, we were talking about pronouns earlier, uh, but that you have to use uh, certain pronouns. And his argument is that there's never been a moment in, I think, English common law where someone has been compelled to speech. Not things that you can't say, but rather things that you must say. And uh, he's 100% right. And every time this conversation comes up about pronouns, count me out. I don't care what they say to me. I don't care what they do to me. It's, it's inconsequential. I will not be told what it is I have to say. I won't have any of it. And, and I think that that shouldn't be political. Like free people and free minds. You think somebody who disagrees with me politically should be forced to say something? Just on that concept alone, the idea that you can compel someone to speech. I don't, if you somehow can see a way like, well, that makes sense. That's the ugliest thing in the world. We're not saying not yelling fire in a theater because that's not compelling someone to speech. Mm -hmm. That's about things that you don't do. Com but saying that someone has to say this, this, and this. That's just, it's the ugliest thing in the world, regardless of your political party. Well, he uh, has a uh, podcast on uh, Patreon. I have never been on Patreon. I know you you know what it is, April. Yeah. Right? Do you, are, so it's basically where you put your content and people can donate. Right. Right? I mean, yep. The whole idea of patronage. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what made them so famous, what made their system so much better than everybody else's. I've never done it. But he's on. And Dave Rubin, who's a very popular, uh, uh, he's got a very popular video series. He's on as well. Well, they made the decision to leave. And uh, they're leaving in the month of, of January. They're going to be done with Patreon. And they may go and create their own service. I'll get to that in a second. And the reason they're going is they're a guy by the name of Carl Benjamin, who's known online as Sargon of Akkad. I have never heard of Carl Benjamin a day in my life. Have you? No. I never heard of him. Sargon of Akkad? Sargon of Akkad. Did he make that up himself? I don't know. How do I do this? S-A-R-G. How do you make up your own name? Yeah, something cool like that. Like April of Gregory? Yes. Cersei Lannister? You're, you're blonde. No. You got like, what are you, blue eyes? Are those blue? They you are. can't even say, yeah, you can be Cersei Lannister. Uh, wait, maybe she doesn't have blue eyes. Some Game of Thrones fans is going to yell at me like any second now. Anyway, Carl Benjamin, who was on Patreon, got thrown off the platform because as the, as the Washington Examiner put it, he ba actually, they banned him, right? 
because he used the N-word on another person's YouTube account during a conversation with another host. So for saying the N-word, not on Patreon, but on somebody else's channel, not even his channel not on another on platform. Patreon banned him. And so what these two guys said, and I think, listen, not everything is altruistic. I think this is a play from, from, from them. They're saying, forget it. We're leaving and we're going to start our own service. Now, I'm telling you right now, and, I, and I, I, I don't know Jordan Peterson. I don't know Dave Rubin. I'd, I'd be happy to meet them both. I invite them to, to, to the show. As a matter of fact, I'll fly out to Indianapolis if you want to come drink and smoke with us. I'll fly out to Indy gladly to drink and smoke with us. We'll do it in front of an audience. We'll do it just us, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting guys with, with, with thoughts in their heads, and I, and I like that. Uh, if they start a new service, we at Eat, Drink, Smoke are joining that service. I will be the first person to join that service. Now, I was never angry with, with Patreon, and they made a video. They were never angry with Patreon. But what they get into is this whole world of someone doesn't like what it is you have to say, and they feel that they have the right to keep you from saying it. And in this case, they have the right... To, uh, credit card companies somehow think they have the right to determine what it is you purchase with your dollars using a credit card. And so people on the political right have a hard time getting services from credit card processors. You've heard that uh, there are banks that won't process and won't work with gun companies and things like that. This is immoral. I mean, I don't know how else you, you describe it. I don't know how else you say it. They're going to decide what is and isn't acceptable for you to do with your money. Well, it's their platform. Whoa, we're now into a whole different level of crazy here. So I think uh, on, on the first and the foremost for, for, for Patreon, so, uh, some guy says something in a completely different place and you think he can get banned for that? That's messed up. Well, that's but that's 2019 where people think that if you say something that they deem objectionable, not only uh, should you be uh, banned from society, you shouldn't be able to make a living. I mean, this is the thing that's really that's scary about being a content provider and relying on people to help fund your content is you have a whole group of people that have uh, built their business model around Facebook, around YouTube, Patreon. And in a blink of an eye, you can go log into any of those uh, platforms and be gone tomorrow because you tick somebody off because yeah. you said something that the the social justice warriors the the thought police the speech police deem inappropriate right. so you shouldn't be able to even uh, have a business earn an income gone and there are plenty of people who think that this is smart and this is good the same thing you see like on college campuses conservatives shouldn't be here because uh, free speech doesn't matter because what they say is, is isn't right it does that's no way to think. It's no way to think on any side of the aisle. It's no way to, 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 to think at all. And I, I know that for, for, for those guys, for Peterson and Rubin, um, they're going to start saying, you know, hey, just come to our sites directly and donate if, if you choose to. Now, we do that via PayPal. If you, if you go to TonyCats.com, you can scroll to the bottom right now and click on, on donate. You can do a th three bucks. And it does help us do the show and do the things. There's no doubt about it. And what I find fascinating is that people are really okay with it. If they have something that they like, they're more than happy mm -hmm. with supporting it, and it's it's so beyond important. Like if you if you like a piece of content, whether it's radio or TV or 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 uh, or, or or podcast, right, Wh whatever it is, 
to support it in in that way or support the sponsors that support that podcast because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that people see the support and therefore they continue to support it and you get the content that you want right. that is it's the support on the on the economic level is the activism it isn't all about you know grabbing a sign and going out to the street it is about you know approve that chick-fil-a Remember when they went after Chick-fil-A for, for was, it, it was the CEO, Dan Cathay, because uh, he had a, a view on same-sex marriage, and people said, oh, that's disgusting, we're not getting into at Chick-fil-A. Like, like thousands and tens of thousands of people across the country said, oh, we're totally eating at Chick-fil-A. You mean all I have to do is buy dinner, which I'm going to do anyway, and I can, I can su- support something that, uh, support free speech? And they had, it was a record day, like the best day of their uh, in, in entire career over there at, at Chick-fil-A. And rightfully so, because we shouldn't be... If you don't want to eat there, don't eat there. If you think there should be a boycott of there, that's that's delusional. But they... Now, this does get political. The political left has figured out that what we do is we, uh, we engage boycotts and we threaten people and we go after their money. I hate it, but it works. So what I'm in favor of is going in the opposite direction... But in the same concept, and that concept is find those con- that content that you like, support it with dollars, and then and, and then and then support those sponsors. Go out of your way to support those sponsors. Go try and find them in your in your local neighborhoods or, or find them online and tell them I'm doing this because you sponsor X, whatever whatever uh, X it is. Right, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, disagree with Tucker Carlson all all you choose, but the idea that he says something about immigration that's taken a, a touch out of context and certainly wasn't as clean as maybe you'd like, um, and and you say that these companies if they we're going to boycott all these companies, well Ancestry was one of those companies and now Ancestry is back to advertising on him mm-hmm. and I say good because Ancestry should be advertising based on where the value is and where the people are. Right? Well, who's coming to use the service? And by the way, I'm going to lose Ancestry as a, as a sponsor right now. That stuff scares the living crap out of me. The idea yeah. of giving some, like, because it used to be like 23andMe. Didn't you give them like a swab? Yeah. I mean, you give them is, your DNA. Is that Ancestry too? Yeah. Uh, or, or is, is Ancestry, just, Ancestry just online though? Yeah. That's what I thought. I thought I, Ancestry was you look at your family tree. Yeah. Yeah, but do you have to give them the... Uh, no, you just need to know. Because 23andMe, you give them the swab, and I'm like, no. No, no. You, I think Ancestry, you just have to plug in names, and then they will track records, and, and it'll go back to, you know, because your great-great-great-grandfather. That 23andMe is getting, like, the DNA is getting sold to drug companies. Oh, and, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. It's, it's, you it's, have to, like, if you hear about it, you have to go in and opt out, but all the people that oh, didn't Oh, like, opting it. out is going to work. Right. They've told us the same thing on Facebook. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing Copy worked. and paste, opt out Nothing. of your DNA. Oh, good lord, do do people have you gotten any of those? Hey, if you just copy and paste this on your on your on your, uh, I had three wall. just yesterday, and I was like, "Who are you people? Have yeah, how so, have you not seen this? So don't copy on Facebook and paste and anything. Says, copy and paste this, and all of a sudden you get like a free bowl of soup or whatever all it is. They say that you get you opt out of something. You and opt out of this safe. legal, and they're like, "It's it's just all in case nonsense. this works. No, it doesn't work. Just don't even copy and paste it. So first things first, Patreon is flat out wrong. Is flat out wrong, and there is something to you. Got to support the content. Now, here's the part I don't understand: Why does it have to be a platform? The only thing I can gather is the platform gets more popularity than the individual, right? So more people will know about a platform where thirty podcasts are than maybe TonyCatch.com, 
And so, therefore, you have more opportunity. And if that's the case, all right, I see it. It's marketing. I get it. I, I don't know enough about Patreon to be speaking about this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I, I think that one of the things, it's like you said, it's a one-stop shop, and it's it's very... It makes things easier for the content provider to be able to keep track of things right. versus getting random like uh, PayPal donations and then trying to figure out. Because p- part of the Patreon business model for a content provider is giving them something other than just, hey, you're supporting the show. There are tiers where, uh, hey, if you're a, a tier uh, two supporter of the Tony Katz podcast, Eat, Drink, Smoke, you get uh, bonus content that regular people won't see. I mean, there, there are things that Patreon does that make it easier for the content provider and it gives something a little extra to the, the person who's donating. Is, I, the, the answer is it must work. Like, so, so, I mean, part of what we're doing and part of what the, the, the whole podcast growth here you know, I mean, you know, I do two radio shows a day. I do a morning show in Indianapolis locally on, on WIBC. Then we've got the syndicated show, Tony Katz Today, uh, which is a midday show, which you can get that podcast. Um, and, and then we have, I, I, want, I want to kind of branch out and do things that weren't all political. I, like, I want to do something, something a little more relaxed. And I love cigars. And, and, and I wanted to learn about bourbon. So started this. And there's more stuff that, that, that I want to do. There's much, much more content I want to put out there. But part of this whole thing has been the whole learning process about how it works. I'm curious. Like, would people would people pay to get other content from this show that they're not getting that, that they're not getting now? Because we've got the the podcast and then we do what's known as the snack size edition. So when you subscribe on iTunes, eat, drink, smoke on iTunes, you get that. It'll it'll it, it like normally our podcast drops Monday morning. And then we have another one that drops on Thursday, the, the snack size edition. It's just a, a small little hit, uh, 15, 20 minutes, uh, that drops on, on, on Thursday. But, like, if, if we did – can we do that? Yeah, that works. That's, that's a thing you do is you incentivize people to donate at a higher level. They get more content that they want. They get more of you. They get more of the show. They get whatever – I mean, some people throw out T-shirts. So you get yeah. this, you get that, you get the other. We I mean, should have swag, shouldn't we? We should have swag. Well, we can, we have. I mean, I we have we the logo. We can get it done. Mm-hmm. We we can we can do T-shirts. I have no problem. But I can I tell you, I will admit that I do feel sometimes oogie, that being the Latin, uh, from about the whole idea of saying, "Hey, donate here," because I think people are like overwhelmed by it. But what I find is that people want a way to say, I appreciate this, right? And I think that's the way they feel about Peterson and Rubin. Mm-hmm. And that's the way they feel about a, about a, a bunch of people. They, they appreciate it. Something out there. Like, like I know that, that politically I'm on the political right. But when I, when I do this show, I'm much more about the – I'm trying to have a more generalized conversation because I'm just – I have curiosities uh, about things. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, we were, we were talking about earlier. Right, that's political only in the sense of the entire all of society is totally cannibalizing itself. No one is 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 immune. No one is is innocent. Everybody is guilty, and that's worthy of noting. I don't think that's anything to do with my my political leanings about uh, the individual over over the collective. Right, that has to do with the fact that what we're doing to each other is awful, and we shouldn't do that to each other. But I do. I have I have serious reservations. Always about the the, the, the pushing of, 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 of fundraising. Well, I, but let's face it, though. I, I think that people are realistic and, and, and realize that there are costs to 
putting together a, a podcast. Now, this one, you know, there are costs to, you know, uh, coming up with uh, cigars and bourbon. But there's, there are also costs regarding uh, the equipment that you use, um, the platform that you put the podcast on. And I think if you spell that out for people... Yeah, it, but I'm it, the guy who decides to do the damn podcast. So why, why shouldn't I just suck it up? That's the, by the way, you're not wrong. I'm arguing against my own business interests, which is crazy. But my problem is that I don't do the podcast for the business interest. I wanted to add. I wanted to do more. I wanted to share another way. April is going to punch me in the face. She's like, what are you doing? Well, I'm listening. I'm telling you honestly where I'm at. And I know that you're right, April. I know that I'm wrong. And I it's- know that people do want to, just like I was talking about earlier, they want to say we appreciate something like this right. and you appreciate it with three bucks a month right well and that's the thing we're doing it you're doing it because you like this you know you like sitting here having a bourbon cigar talking about these type of things but it if it's being paid for by you or whoever it's not sustainable to keep doing this right so that's why we have ways to bring in money to keep it sustainable you know you're giving up you already do two shows a day, five days a week, and that doesn't that doesn't count show prep. So now you're you basically only don't work one day a week, right? So you're you're using your Sundays and your Mondays through Fridays. So it's not sustainable for you to for free for the next however many years do a show if there's not income coming in. And that's the thing people are realizing. And that and that goes for anything. You know, if you support a, a political uh, person, you donate to their campaign. You. You, you support public radio. You donate to NPR. You know, whatever. Like that's how. I this. I wish people would donate less to campaigns and more to culture. Less to campaigns and more to culture, because it's the only way you win. I mean, if we had Beto Works eighty million dollars, we'd be set for at that least he a week. had for his at least a week. It is, what Peterson and Ruben represent, and, and to an extent, what, what we represent, and. and is the idea of you should be able to pursue your passions and, and, and have your conversations the way you see fit. You don't think that there are going to be some people out there like, oh, he's promoting drinking and smoking. Well, uh, people shouldn't be a part of that. Uh, they, they shouldn't allow that on, on iTunes or Stitcher. Or they, they, That's going to come. If, if the slippery slope is real, which it totally is, and all things offend somebody, somebody eventually is going to be offended and decide that this shouldn't be. Well, anytime you have a thing going for you or you become famous or you have something good happening in your life there always has to be a hater <laughs> trying to knock you down because they're jealous like that happens every single time you, so well, of course there's people you, th- are. you think there's gonna be a jealousy thing do you really think there's gonna be a jealousy thing they're gonna find a way to try and knock you down because oh tony katz got another show blah 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 oh got cigars. another show that's the best that how the many does he think he needs oh so this share is the show. Share the wealth. This is this is three. You know, I, I, I wait. Wait, the video stuff is coming. Like, I'm so. I'm, I am wrestling with whether I want to start my own public affairs kind of show or whether I just want to go straight to the to the talk show. I'm convinced it should be talk show. I don't think I'm a public affairs cat, but I've been watching some of the the public affairs shows lately, like like the Meet the Presses and stuff, and just I can't. Five minutes, and I'm like done. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I can't have any part of this. Uh, but yeah, I know people. Uh, uh, people, I appreciate the support, and and we appreciate the support, and and be supportive. And TonyCats.com, it's at the bottom there, and it'll be on the top. It, it's it's there. It's gonna say uh, um, 
What it should say? Was it say donate or does it say thank you or say uh, here take my money support or whatever. the show support the show <laughs> support yeah. the show yeah I mean it, this is this is your career this is your livelihood and support radio and, and support Jordan, Jordan Peterson support Dave Rubin and by the way what they're to. doing no of course if you want to April of course but what they're doing mass ballsy is all get out uh, think of what they're doing they make money on these things and they're like done finished goodbye. That's not e- money where your mouth is. These two guys did it. Well, and I think even though it's not necessarily altruistic, they might make money off of leaving. They still did it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw in one of the stories that 70 percent of one of their uh, one of them that's where the revenue comes from is, is for, through Patreon, and they're walking away from that, saying right. we're, we're we're making a stand here. But it, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it, it's it's just scary that if you create your business model based on one of these platforms and have them take it away tomorrow. Uh, what kind of society we are are we living in where that's the case and yeah. people are, are totally fine with it? Dave Rubin, sixty to seventy percent of his income is from is is, is from this. People wow. are totally fine and with that's a lot of- like banning people off of off these platforms. Yeah, they're totally fine with it. It's 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 totalitarian. It's mm-hmm. insane. Well, look what happened to Gavin McGinnis. He's he has no social media footprint at all anymore. He because they've just banned yeah, him everywhere. So so so. But here's the interesting thing. So with Gavin. He got he's off CRTV when CRTV joined with the Blaze. Right. That was a company decision. Right. He can still go create his thing. He can still go do his thing. Now, if he had violated the terms of service with Patreon, that's one thing. In the case of this guy Carl Benjamin, he said something in a completely different spot. I no, I agree with you, but 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 Gavin from what I understand and I may be wrong, he, he's been banned from Facebook, banned from YouTube, banned from Twitter. Where do you go from there? If the biggest places on the planet that you could spread your message on have banned you, okay, what, MySpace? I mean, what? Yeah, that's the thing. If you are in that position or just for our listeners and viewers, your position, Tony, you have to nowadays have all of this social media presence. You have to. You have to have. If Facebook was gone tomorrow and Twitter was gone tomorrow and Instagram was gone tomorrow, that would very dynamically affect your job in 2018 because you need that social presence. Do you that know that's one of the presence. reasons that, that I didn't leave radio? So when, when I started doing and considering a, a second show and a syndicated show, the amount of people who told me I was flat out crazy that I should just podcast and monetize the podcast. And I'm, I'm a little more old school than, than other people. What I said was, was that that platform of radio still matters, still has a value. And if I just treat it better than other people do, right. I think there's going to be an audience and there's going to be, there's going to be a growth specifically because, and you and I, April have had this fight. There's a reason you don't see much of me on YouTube. Now I, I have a, of course a YouTube channel, YouTube, it's Tony Katz TV, um, which I am going to change to Tony Katz radio because that's what I do with, with, with everything. Right. And we do put some stuff up in there. But when you take a look at how they demonetize, for example, Dennis Prager, don't care what your politics are. You demonetize Dennis Prager. It's, out of, it's, it's crazy. I didn't want to be a part of it. So I don't do things to YouTube. I have right. I go I back and forth on this and I've decided the answer is no, I'm not doing it. And that's fine. And someone like, you know, on radio like you can build their I mean, if Rush Limbaugh said, OK, I'm done with radio, I'm going to podcasting and that's it donate to me there and that's how he'd be fine because he has a huge following you know he's also has half a billion dollars right so if you certainly can and when i have half a billion dollars in the bank when you're syndicated across the country and then you're like 
I have a big enough audience, I can go do what I want now. But right. no, you still have to be on radio and still make that huge audience. I also happen to like it. You know and what I mean? I like it. So there's that kind of, I there's that like small it. factor. But, but honestly, well, how is this discussion any different than the Howard Stern discussion? Where Howard Stern was one of the biggest names in terrestrial radio, and then he decided to go to Sirius and ask people to pay for his content. It's just you get more with Sirius than you would a podcast, but he made the jump and said, okay, you, you've got to pay right. to listen yeah, to me. Yeah, but what if I argued that what Howard did by going was actually a podcast move? Uh, yeah, I agree. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. Because there is a difference. Podcasting is different than radio. And he, the formatics and the entire approach though. is different. Right. Yeah, like He already had and that had huge following. following. If you're a nobody and you think you're going to make a huge, huge, big podcast... Name Not a yourself. nobody if you're new and starting it. It is hard to rise above the din. Some right. people do it, and good on them. It is. It's, it's, it, you're not a nobody, and you should go start. My goodness, go start doing stuff. But it is difficult. It really and truly is to rise above the, the, the noise level and to show yourself as something unique in the space. I've been a podcast producer now for eight years, and I've been producing a lot of podcasts for a lot of people and the thing that's disheartening for a lot of these people is and I and I try to tell them when they start a podcast if you're not known as a podcaster or a radio host when you initially launch your podcast be prepared don't even look at your numbers because you're only going to get five ten people listening and if you pour your heart into something and and go to record it and you've tied countless hours a week into it and you're seeing only ten people listening you're going to quit so you're right. It's it's really hard if you're not a name to launch a podcast. And that's why you need all the social media presences to build your name. That's what social media is. It's personal branding. You have to have all these platforms to build in 2019, whatever. You have to have your name out there to get and interact with the people. And that's how you get people to your iTunes, to your podcast or whatever. If so, you have good content, people will find you. I believe that. And the one thing that I have fought against for forever is this idea that somehow if it's online, the, the content has to be short. That is the biggest bunch of crap ever. They say this about video, that's gotta be short. Two minutes, three minutes. No, people Two. will pay attention. You're one of those people, aren't you, April Gregory? All you have to do is look at the numbers on your Facebook it's, videos. It's just, it, but it's garbage. If it's good, people will watch. You're right. People will watch, but more will watch in the first two minutes than will watch for the other eight minutes. Joe Rogan's show sometimes is over three hours she long. He does a good job. Rogan does a good job on the podcast, man. He really and truly, truly does. There's because the conversation that he's having and and what I think he's remarkably good at, and I don't I don't listen all the time. Um, it's 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 not just a storytelling. He has a position about the thing. He has a true curiosity about whatever it is that he's talking about, and that comes through. And you know the people who are are just trying to fake it and talking about a thing because they think it's the popular thing or when it's something that's like it, it's passionate about and he is he's I think also a rather good researcher yeah I, you know and I think it comes from the the uh, the Brazilian uh, the jiu-jitsu the martial arts and, and, the, and the, the I shouldn't say the martial arts and the MMA background is that you have to practice these things you have to be able to be good at these things and I will admit I love MMA when he talks about MMA I could listen for hours it is amazing well, there's an apprehension of, on many hosts uh, to look like you don't know what you're talking about. Or you're, and what's great about Joe Rogan is he's intellectually curious and he won't fake it. If if he doesn't know about the subject, he'll he'll come out and say, "I don't know what you're talking about. Please explain it to me." And he'll ask questions to to find out 
what the person is talking about. And you don't get that a lot on radio. People want to, if you're a host, you want to just come on and, and sound like you know about everything. And he has no problem saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's talk about this. He's yeah, intellectually and, and curious. Good, and, and good on him. No, no, I think, I think he is uh, totally curious. And, and I think it plays well. And I think it's one of the reasons he, he, is, he is popular. Uh, subscribe on iTunes to Eat, Drink, Smoke and leave a review and leave the five stars. We want to keep that going and growing. I'm, I'm not done. There, there are many, many more episodes ahead. Uh, you can go to TonyCats.com and donate. We would greatly uh, appreciate it. That much is true. It was the Julius Caesar, um, uh, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar uh, Toro uh, today. Uh, you're about halfway through, April. Where are you on this I like cigar? it. I like it a lot. It's one of so my favorites. You, even though it's done. stronger? Yeah. Because it is. It's stronger, but it's... it's it, again it's not that, a starter cigar no 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 this is not the first cigar you ever no. have absolutely positively not uh and the bourbon was uh the the uh the weller the wl weller, weller from buffalo Reserve. at the buffalo trace distillery this is solid guys it's good this should be in your yeah 30 bucks 30 bucks a bottle is where i'm seeing it and now there's different ones this is the special reserve there is the 12 year which is supposedly very hard to find um, then there's the antique and what they call the CYPB, and I don't actually even know what that means. There are four kinds, um, but uh, these are the same people who do Buffalo Trace, the same people who do the, the, the Pappy Van Winkle. This is the same mash bill as the Pappy Van Winkle, so it's worth a shot there. So subscribe on iTunes, uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke. The Facebook page, uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke, uh, there. Find everything at TonyCats.com. Uh, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate uh, any help as, as we grow this. Uh, April D. Gregory on Twitter at April D. Gregory. Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. Find me on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs>